Okay. Morning, everybody. So uh, the shir today is going to be on, about justice. Okay. And it's a hodgepodge of a little different, two different topics, two different uh, parshas and chumash. And um, it's, you know, some thoughts I have in the topic that I've been thinking about over the years, and I decided to put them together. Okay, so I guess you could say, like, one type of motivation of this year, you could say, is um, a question which comes up from time to time in the world, which is when um, Israel is being attacked, rockets are, for example, this comes, this gives many expressions, but I don't know, like, uh, you know, Gazas are sending rockets into Israel, and Israel is bombing buildings, right? And, or whatever. And they know there are human shields, there are casualties by where there's going to end up being casualties, right? And, you know, Israel does everything possible to avoid them. But at the same time, there are people, they know that there are going to be arguably innocent people who end up getting killed, right? Women and children, and, you know, the world gets very upset about this. But the question is, you know, you could argue, obviously, Israel doesn't have a choice. You know, there's even arguments. How do you justify it? So you could just say, look, we don't have a choice. What are you going to do? Let them kill us? Like, there's no, we don't really have, we have our hands tied. We don't have any options. But I guess the question is, is that, is that, is it unjust? Is it just, like, it's unjust. We're killing innocent people, but we don't have a choice. And uh, it's like the chuya. It's like, uh, we have to commit an injustice for the sake of uh, protecting ourselves. Or is it is somehow like the ends justify the means? Is it, is there, is it just? Right? That's kind of the question. You know? So again, th- there's a lot of questions. And, you know, justice, the topic of justice is a million questions you can ask about justice and about ethics and morals, and it's hard to answer them all. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't claim that I'm going to have a, a perfect answer to any, any practical question. But at the same time, I thought that we could try to gain some insight from the Torah. And ultimately, not just from the Torah, from Mishpah Hashem. Because ultimately, our attachment to Mishpah is based upon that it's made as a Kosh Baruch Hashem is, uh, is the mouth of Mishpah. And like, you know, Avram Avinu taught his children, ultimately our, our sense of Mishpah, you know, there's different theories of justice that men, different men, different philosophers can have, but ultimately our commitment to Mishpah is uh, based upon the Mishpah. And so I thought that we should analyze uh, the Maisei Hashem and try to gain some insights into um, Maisei Hashem, into how God does Mishpah. So I thought in this conversation, I could see three levels of discussion. And I'm, I'm essentially going to talk about the first. But at the same time, I'll map out three, three levels of having this conversation. One is studying my Hashem. Okay? Studying my Hashem. God does mishpat. He judges people. He judged the world. And Parshas Noah, he made a marvel. And he destroyed Saddam and Amorah. And he judges us on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim. And he... Judge the Mitzrayim, right? This we have, there's plenty of data we have about Hashem as a judge, and that's that's what I'm going to be focusing on. The next thing is is okay. That's Hashem judging, but then in a certain sense, man emulates me this coach and man carries out justice, and that takes place like you got argue on two levels. One is a level of we, the Torah, the mitzvahs of the Torah. There is mitzvahs of destroying the Malik, of destroying the Sheva Umos, 
of wiping out any anidachas, of doing justice just to sinners. So that's like a way to study. It's like a second level. It's going from Mishpat Hashem to studying how man should implement justice, but within the rigors of the halachic system and the mitzvahs. And that would be like a, a, a next step, I would say, is to try to study that and to see how we should implement justice. And then you get to the most, most more complicated, practical, how, what should Israel do? when they're fighting a war against Gaza or any particular situation. And then you're dealing with like a, the, taking it from this parsha of Yorani Nachas, the parsha of Amalek, the parsha of, you know, of uh, Shiva Umos, and then trying to make it practical, which of course touches on halacha. And obviously the, the poskim and the, the, the halacha, the Torah does have parameters, but it's much, it's very complicated when you get to halacha al-Maisa. It involves political considerations, practical considerations, justice considerations. So it's much more complex. And, that's why uh, that's like who be the end the, the motive although the motivation what I started off with saying is how do we what's the justice bombing in Gaza to actually get down to practical policy or decision making about in real life decisions that's a that'd be a nice goal but I'm trying to take the in this year I'm going to try to take the first step which is to study Mishpat Hashem it all starts there and to just see what principles we could learn about Mishpat that would inform further discussions, discussions, inform our analysis of Harshios mitzvahs of the Torah and ultimately inform our practical making decision-making. Okay. So that being the case, so I'm going to, I'm going to take up a few areas of the Chumash, which are Korach, Sodom, and Noah. Okay. In order. And I'll just touch on each of them and just basically Rashi, one or, one or two Rambans, but just ask, I'll start with asking some questions. Okay, a few questions on each of these. Okay, so the first is a Rashi and Korach, which is a very difficult Rashi to understand. Okay, so it's in Korach, the Midbar, Tes Zion, Chaf Zion. Okay, Tes Zion, Chaf Zion. Okay, so it says, it's talking about Korach, Dasan, Aviram, there was this big showdown, there was a rebellion, Korach, Adas Korach, for rebelling. And Dasan Aviram, so basically um, Hashem said that he's going to, everyone should separate from Korach Dasan Aviram, and I'm gonna, they're going to get punished, right? So sure enough, uh, Moshe told the people to separate yourselves from the tents of the Yisrael, and don't touch anything that they have, lest you uh, get destroyed with their sins. So it says, mm-hmm. So sure enough, Kali Yisrael separated off separated from the, the tents of Korach, Dasan Aviram. Dasan Aviram came out standing upright Pesach Aleyhem at the, the, the gates, at the openings of their tents, with their children, their wives, and their children, and their babies. Okay? And the rest we know, Moshe Rehim said, if they die normally, Hashem didn't send me, but if Hashem makes them out, it opens up and swallows them up, and sure enough, the mouth of the earth swallowed them up and killed them and their wives and their children and their babies. Okay. So Rashi says, he picks up on this in the Shehem, Ugnehem, And Hashem, after all, just swallows up the women and the children and the babies, the infants. So Rashi says, Come and see how harsh Machlokas is. Machlokas is really, really bad. How bad is Machlokas? Bezen Shalmata only punishes a person until they hit puberty. 
only a gadol. Parabon mitzvah. Ubezin shalmayla and Hashem's judgment in the heavenly court. Ad asim sham. Only judges a person, punishes a person when they're 20 years old. They say kares, the person, Hashem doesn't give a person kares until they're 20. Right? The Khan, but here, by the Adas Korach, Af, Avdu, Af, Yom Keshenayim. Even nursing babes got perished in the, through the earth swallowing them up. So look how harsh Machlokas is. It's so bad that it, it, it causes a more severe punishment than any bad humanly, in the human court, even the heavenly court. Machlokas, so terrible. And the question is obvious, is that, first of all, Hashem is the one who's doing this. So it is like, it is the best Hashem, Hashem, right? But um, more, more, I think more importantly, is that is Machlokas the worst thing in the whole world? It's the worst, worse than all the, the Zohar, whatever, you name it. Is This is the worst thing that, that even little babies got killed? And arguably, who cares? It's so, so, so bad. Kasha, kind of kasha, kasha is a funny word altogether. But I mean, there's a reason why we don't kill little babies. It seems to be, uh, we didn't do anything. They're babies. They didn't choose. Right? So that's why we only judge a person when they're bar mitzvah. Why Hashem gives a person some extra time before they get some, certain become adults, if you will, mature. But now even the, because of machlokas, you're getting even little babies. Right? What's the, What's the lesson? It's a nice, you know, push against Mahlokas. I'm sure it can make you admissions against why Ya'achtas is so important and Mahlokas is so terrible. It sounds like that, but what's the sense? What's the justification? What's the takeaway about Mahlokas? Huh? Okay. Okay, so let's, um, let's move on from this. And let's talk, look, let's look at Saddam. Okay, so by Saddam... So it's in Perak uh, Yedchas. So we know that Hashem told Avram that he was Avram, who was after all going to teach his uh, children to follow the Der Hashem. It's like a mishpat. He was teaching Avram principles. He gave Avram the opportunity to learn, to gain some insight, to negotiate, if you will, to bet out uh, the mishpat of Saddam, right? And he said he's going to, uh, you know, the cries of Saddam and Amor are terrible, and I'm going to destroy them. Okay, these five cities. So Avram said, right, he said, um, as we know, he says, I'm going to choose to select, select succulents like Rashi's, but you're familiar with the question, but he says, Are you also, or in your anger, are you going to kill a tzaddik together with a Rasha? Right? He says, Maybe there's 50 tzaddikim in these cities. And Rashi learns in all the cities, all five cities. Are you really going to uh, destroy and not save this place for the 50 tzaddikim that are in it? Right? Rashi says, 10 tzaddikim per city, five cities gives you 50. Right? Okay. And it says, Right, okay, and Rashi also says, well, let me put it the Rashi. Then he says again, it's a little repetitive. So he says, are you also going to destroy this place and not save it for the 50 tzaddikim? Then the next one says, Chalila to do this, Lahamis tzaddik and Rasha, Laya to kill a tzaddik with the Rashi, you're going to equate a tzaddik and Rasha, Chalila, 
Is the, the judge of justice of the whole world not going to do Mishma? So Rashi says, so it's a little repetitive. Again, first he says you're going to destroy the whole place because the 50, even though the 50 Tzadikim, and then he says, Khalil, you're going to kill the Tzadik and the Rasha. So Rashi separates between the two. He says, first of all, he says, He'll say, why should the Tzadikim save the Rasha? Right? He's saying, after all, it's that first Avram saying is, you should save, you can destroy the place, they're Tzadikim. So Avram's like, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, fine, but they're also Rashaim. And why should you save the Rashaim? Just because they're Sadiqim. So then he says, yeah, but Lama Thomas is Sadiqim. But why are you going to kill the Sadiqim? Right? They'll say, this is what you do. You destroy everybody. Sadiqim and Rashaim. That's the Dharmabal. That's the Dharmabal. Right? So basically, it sounds like Rashi's saying there's two arguments. His first argument is there's good, there's good people in the city. You can destroy the whole city. Aren't there good people? That's the first argument. Save the city. Right? And then he says, and even if you'll argue, then no, there's also Rashaim. So why should I save the city? So he says, fine. So save the tzaddikim. Right? It's like two prongs to his argument. Right? So Hashem says, no. He says, Chalil, I say, he answers, no. It's, uh, if there were 50, I really would save the whole place. Not only would I only save the tzaddikim, he's saying I would have saved the whole place. If there were 50 there, I would have saved the whole thing. Okay. So Avram says, okay. I'm skipping a little. He says, maybe there's, uh, let's, let's make five less. Maybe there's 45. Are you really going to destroy the whole place for measly five? Right? So Rashi says, funny argument, right? Five less. So Rashi says, that's nine per city. And you are the tzaddik of the world. You could be in Sarif together with them. Right? So you got nine plus one is Hashem. So now you got ten. So let Hashem be Mitzayef. Right? You could use that for many sometimes, but it doesn't work. But right, that's the saying. So um, so let Hashem join together with them. So what does that mean? Is it Tzadik Olam? But Hashem accepted that argument also. He says, no, I wouldn't destroy them if they're 45. Okay? So that apparently was accepted. In the Fanami. There were 45, it would be 9 times 5, 45, and God would have been inspired together to make the million, and that would be good, right? Okay, so then he says, okay, maybe there's 40, 30, 20, 10. Right, so Rashi interprets 40 is, because now what's he saying? You know, he's going down to 8, 7, right? He says, no, 40 would just be 4 cities. Okay, there's 5 cities would get you 10, 10 each is 50. 4, he's only asking to save 4 cities. If there's not 45, maybe there's only 40, 10 per city. And then maybe you'll say four cities. And Hashem says, no. He says, maybe the three cities, maybe the two cities, maybe the one cities. No, I wouldn't do it if there was time. Okay? Okay, fine. So then at 10, so Hashem says, I wouldn't do it for 10. So then Avram went. Hashem went and Avram left. That was it. And the conversation was over. Okay? Stopped at 10. So the question Rashi is bothered by, why did he stop at 10? Right? Why didn't he ask for nine or eight or seven or six or five, right? Why'd he stop? So Rashi says, Al-Bachos Lubike, she didn't ask for less. Amar, Dar HaMavl HaYishma. Dar HaMavl had eight. Noah Huban of Nishayim. Velo-Hitzil Al-Daram, they didn't save. So the Dar HaMavl had eight. And that wasn't enough. Okay. So what about nine? Maybe they're nine. The Tesla, the Tzira, Farabike Shalmatzi, he asked for nine. And God didn't accept that. Okay, so therefore he stopped at 10. Okay. It's funny because it sounds like he did accept the 9. 
right? But what's stronger, my stronger, the stronger thing which bothers me is, what about eight? The saying is, he didn't ask eight because at the marble, there were eight. Yeah, but in the marble, he saved the tzaddikim. The eight he saved in the marble, right? Right, and remember, Avram, according to Rashi, Avram was asking two things. First question is, save the whole city. And then even if you're going to say, I'm not going to save the whole city, right, why should we save the Rishams to save the tzaddikim? So he was asking two questions. One is save the whole city, and even if you're not going to save the city, save the tzaddikim. So now why did he stop at eight? Why not say, look, by the Dharma you saved eight, right? So maybe you should save eight people here. So if he was only asking to save the entire city, then I understand by the Mabal, the eight people didn't save the whole world. They just saved themselves. But Rashi's learning that he's asking two things. First of all, you should save the whole city. And even if you can argue that Sadiqim shouldn't save their Shaim, their Shaim shouldn't save the, the same shouldn't save their Shaim, but why kill the Sadiqim? Right? So apparently he's asking to also save the Sadiqim. Even if you're not going to save the whole, everybody save at least the Sadiqim. So what does it prove from the fact that Dharmabal, he only, there were eight people and he didn't save them? He did save them. He didn't save the whole world. I understand that's why eight people wouldn't save the entire world, the entire cities, but they should at least save themselves. So why didn't he do that? But Avram seemed to back down once it got to eight. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, so Rashi said, right, if they're said, yeah, even one, exactly. Right, so Rashi's arguably addressing that. He's saying, because you see what, Dharmabal didn't work, but it did work by Dharmabal. It didn't work to save the whole world, but it worked to save them. So why isn't Avram asking about that? So you might have said, Avram's not asking about saving individuals. He's just asking about saving the, the whole city. But it's not true, because that's what Rashi said. He, there's, there's double, there's two requests there. The first one is to save the destroy the whole place. And he says, oh, and maybe, you know, even to kill the tzaddik with Rasha. And Rashi said, he's saying, it's fine, even if you don't want to save the whole place, but why kill the tzaddikim? So apparently that was also part of his request. So then, then it doesn't justify why he stopped at eight. Yeah, okay. So he didn't save the city, 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 so Yeah. Okay, let's see. Let's, let's see. It's a question. You hear the question? Okay. Yeah, it'll get to load. load it doesn't seem, I don't know, I'm just looking quickly. It doesn't seem like you knew about it yet. Load was afterwards. Seems that way. Sounds like Rashi's learning that 45 was five, nine per city, and Hashem will be Mitzarev. Nine per city. And Hashem will be Mitzarev to make the menu. But how does that work? That's another question. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, so let's go look back to Noah. So uh, he's referencing Noah here, right? So let's, let's look back to Noah. Okay. So, so by Noah, so it's in um, Perak Zion, right? So the question is, why was the world saved by Noah? Right? Why was Noah saved? Why were his sons saved? Right? How many Sadiqim were there? I know it's fine. What? One? Okay. So that's uh, it's two answers, right? One or eight? Or somewhere in between, I guess. 
Okay, so 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 the Ramban says like this. So at the beginning of Noah, it said, it's uh, Hashem said to Noah, right? Uh, Noah is Sadiq. It says, right? right? Now, uh, fine. So it's in the beginning of uh, the parsha. But then in Perak, we'll get back to that. But then in Perak Zion, you and all your family should come to the Teva. Right? Because you alone, you, you, you see, is a tzaddik for me in this generation, right? You. So the Ramban says, uh, apparently, even though originally he says he's bringing it out of Ishva and Sheva Nachita, he should have said, Ki Aschem Raisi Tzadikim Lafanai Vidarza. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, I see you plural. He says, Oscha. Right? So Rashi, the Ramban says, Vadiu Kibisku so Levado Yinatsan. That apparently he's only only being saved because of his achas, right? Because of his achas. Shalom Amar Aschem Raisi Tzadikim Lafanai. Right, be careful reading the psukim. It sounds like he's saying it's only because of Avram, right? Only because of Avram. I'm not enough, enough, right? Okay, and um, so, so okay, so so then the question is, but is that true? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. And well, who else is also a tzaddik? Shem. Shem. Shem is also a tzaddik. Right? Right. Right. So Rashi there says, he says, um, no, shame. It says, oh, it says, a shame has come as yafas, right? He's dealing with the order, the order of their names. First it lists the tzaddik, and no let and the one who was born Mahal, so he was like a tzaddik. Well, Mahal, Avram came from him. So it's switching the order of their birth order to Shem first because he was a tzaddik. Right? And you see afterwards, Ham was not great. Right? Yafes was kind of in between and you say Shem was a tzaddik. Right? And again, you could just say he was a tzaddik later. But it seems from Rashi at least that, uh, that he was a tzaddik already. Right? So... Which one is it? Is, uh, is, uh, the Pasuk seemingly, I mean, you could say the Ramban is arguing about uh, Rashi, but Ramban also mentions that, that he had, he also doesn't say quite the word tzaddik, but he says it listened because it was Maya. Seems like Shem was also a tzaddik. So was it only Noah who was a tzaddik, or was his family also tzaddikim? Some of his family, right? You have levels. Okay. You have levels. Okay, yeah, right. Probably that's the truth, right? But who's who's being? Is, are they being saved? Is the world being saved, or is he being saved? Only him, or are they also are deserving of being saved? Because that's the question, right? So Ramban is saying it's only because of him that they're being that they're being saved. Okay. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, good. So I guess that gets to the question. Is this, so what's the justice? Now you're basically saying is they were being saved only because of him. But were they Rishan? Were they involved in Hamas? Were they the same as everybody else? Or they were also medium tzaddikim? So if they're medium tzaddikim, then why is the Malbo going to drown them? It sounds like it's only because of him. So what about them? 
They don't deserve destruction. I understand the world deserves destruction, but what about them? Right? Yeah. Okay. So that's why, in some sense, these are all kind of dealing with this idea of collateral damage, if you will. You're dealing with Korach, and you're killing his babies, and you're killing um, Sidom, and maybe there might have been a few Tzadikim somewhere in there, right? Less than eight or whatever. Maybe you'd be willing to kill them. And by Noah, if not for the fact, what's that? Yes, yes. If there were some, they would have been killed. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Let's just say that's why they weren't 120. They were, they were, the hundred was the age of punishment back then, right? But it sounds like they weren't Rishonim. But it doesn't sound like they were quite tzaddikim either. Not not big enough tzaddikim at least. But then fine. If they weren't big enough tzaddikim, then you would have just washed them away. But what about again? You're throwing them along with the den. So again, that's what it sounds like. This trend in all these things this is how exactly does when you have a justice. And it seems like there's this justice to some sort of a larger group. How exactly do these individuals play into the justice? How does that, you know? Okay. So, so, so the last source I wanted to go is, is the Rambam Hilchshuva. Okay. So Rambam Hilchshuva, this will start moving us towards some answers also. In Perak uh, Gimel. Okay. So Perak Gimel, the Rambam says, Kalachal Adam. This is famous. So every person has a mitzvah. Same thing for the world. Right? So there's these, so to speak, scales of justice where a person or a person or a Medina or the whole world could be Tzadik or Russia. Right? Okay. So what are the consequences of this uh, measuring? Which Thram says later, we don't know how God does the measuring, but it's not an exact measuring, but whatever, it's God's measurements. Right? He says, The majority of your sons, right? Person who is, again, more of eras than there's a right? So this is a famous problem, but is that true? Right? Person who has more of eras immediately dies with their sons. Right? Doesn't quite seem to be the case. I mean, perhaps, but we don't know. But I mean, did Hitler not cross that barrier until he died? The year before that, he wasn't didn't have more of eras. Is that true? Like, is that is that we're supposed to believe anyone who's alive at this moment? It means that they've got more mitzvahs. It's hard to believe, right? But I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's saying he doesn't necessarily mean the odd, right? Okay, perhaps. Medina that has more sins, It immediately uh, is destroyed. Sounds like it really means it. Right? It died. So to the whole world, the whole world also is destroyed immediately. Right? This was after the hundred twenty years. Okay, so um, so this, so that so seems like this miyad, right? at least by Sedona and by the Mabal, it seems like it was miyad, but by a person, it doesn't quite seem true. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But 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 what, what am I? What, why am I bringing this up? Forget that. That problem is a problem. But what I want to what I want to deal with discuss here is if the Ramam is discussing uh, mishpan, 
Right? This is like the Ramam laying down principles of Hashem's Mishpat, right? And he's laying down that there's a Mishpat for individuals. There's a Mishpat for cities, Medina, every chance of Medina, and the Mishpat for the world, right? And I guess my question is, is like, can't there be contradictions? Right? Like, let's say a person, an individual is a tzaddik on his scale, but he lives in a Medina, which is Russia, or a Medina, which is tzaddik, but they live in a world, which is Russia. Right? So, so is that, how does that play out? Right? Like, uh, like the prince is saying, the Medina is on a similar route, the it gets destroyed. So, what about the individuals in there? Right? You can destroy the Medina, it sounds like you destroy the Medina as all. Right? Like, it seems, the point is, like, it seems that the Mishpat Hashem does have, like, these different frameworks of Mishpat. Right? And it doesn't, it's not that, see, you, one might think Mishpat, this is one could argue, one could build a Mishpat as totally an individualistic Mishpat. Everything is about what did I do and what do I deserve? And judge me. Don't judge the group. Right? Why are you judging a group? Judge me. Right? This is what uh, kids in schools don't upset by these types of things. All right? But it sounds like the Ramos learning is that the world is judged. There is individual justice, but there's also justice of a group, of a city, and there's also justice of the whole world. Right? And it seems that 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 the, that that is, it seems that's the way Mishpat Hashem works. I mean, he's proving it. He's not just saying on his own that uh, he's not just positing this, but it's based upon this evidence from you see from Zanom and you see from the world that that in Mishpat Hashem there is um, that God made man, and man is, and then every man is an individual. But man is also a social creature, and he exists in cities. And the cities build to create a world. And there is an interaction. There's such a thing as an evil person, and there's such a thing as an evil city, and there's such a thing as an evil world. And the Mishpat recognizes each of those frameworks. And I guess Hashem has to work them all out, balance of them all. But it seems that there is... There, there could be a din on the tzibor. Like in a certain sense, you could argue the world is is built up. Um, that's why I'm trying to I'm going to try to argue is that there's in a certain sense it's like a primacy of the tzibor, because the world is built up of groups. The individuals make up groups, but like the forces which move the world and build the world and destroy the world and take down the world are the groups within that world, and. An individual, there, Hashem does judge an individual, but there is a certain sense, like a primacy of the, um, not an absolute, but in a certain sense, a primacy of the, the, the world is built out of good society. Good societies further God's objective in the world. And bad societies thwart it and undermine it. And there's a mishpat on, on societies and that might interact with the mishpat of individuals. But sometimes, I'm going to qualify this, sometimes an individual could get wrapped up in the, in the larger framework of the mishpat of, of the, uh, the group at large or the world at large. And 
how how the interaction and how this works out, uh, I'm going to suggest, is part of what Avraham was studying and part of what the Mabel is teaching us lessons about that and part of what we see by Korach. But there is, there is, for example, I guess let's, uh, let's, uh, let's look at things in a second. But that, that's what, that's what, that's what I want to discuss, I guess, the interplay. I think the, the solution to these different problems involve the interplay between these mishpat of individuals and mishpat of groups. Okay, and how you work those together. Okay. So, so, so let me just start with a very uh, a simple, a simple proof in the sense that the Mishpat Hashem, there is a primacy to the, the group as opposed to the individual, okay, over the individual, okay, which is, it's a Rashi, but we're all uh, very familiar with this, but um, it's in Yud Beis, Chaf Beis by the Marcus um, Bechoros, so it says, Atem lo seitzu, ish mi Pesach Beisu, ad boker, person shouldn't leave uh, their house until the morning, the Jews shouldn't leave their house in, uh, until the morning, you say, what do the Jews have to worry about? Right? What do the Jews have to worry about? Hashem's coming through and he's going to be destroying the Mitzvah. Right? What are the Jews worried about? So Rashi says, Once Hashem gives Rishos to the Mashkas, whatever that Mashkas is, to destroy Enamav from inside the Galashim. Right? He doesn't differentiate between inside the Galashim. Right? So apparently he's saying there's a, there's a Rishos given to go and destroy in Mitzrayim. And given that there is Rishos, the Mashkas is destroying in a massive way, a communal way, and he doesn't differentiate between it, Sadiq and Rasha. Somehow, unless, people would talk about this, unless the Jews stay in their houses, and he somehow does, right? Or a Pasach Hashem, about this, right? But it says, he's saying, though, is that if you end up, if a Tzadik ends up finding himself on the streets of Mitzrayim that night, right, he would have been uh, destroyed. But he's a tzaddik. Right? It's not saying he's not a tzaddik. It's just saying he is the mashkas is in mavka and being tzaddik or Hashem. Right? So it sounds like it's saying he's a mashkas or like a magefa, these types of things. There's a, there's a collect, there's a group punishment on the group, on the tzibor, on the land. And the land is having a den. And Hashem is carrying out the mishpat against the city, against the town, against Mitzrayim. Vaya mashkas. And the mashkas is a din against the tzibor. And when there's a din against the tzibor, it doesn't differentiate and say, each person, are you a tzadik, are you a rasha, are you a tzadik, are you a rasha? There's such a thing as din on yichikim. And a din of a yachid, there's a din of a yachid, then of a tzadik. Tzadik and a rasha, they're different. And a tzadik is one fate, and a rasha is a different fate. And that's the case when there's a din of yichidim. A rasha shana, I guess, uh, whatever, an individual din, there's an individual din. But then there's a din on the tzibor. And when there's a din on the tzibor, the mashkas, which Hashem sends to destroy the tzibor, is in mavlan. It doesn't differentiate even between the tzaddik and rasha. But it is that doesn't seem just. What about the tzaddik? But I think the answer is that it is just because it's a, it's a din on the tzibor of, of rasha. And there's a din on a medina or on the world. And the din on the world, it's like there's different levels. There's a contradiction, if you will. There's a din here which is good, which is expressing itself on the world and or on the city. And that that ends up incorporating Tzaddik and Rashan. So it's like it depends, you say it's unjust, it depends on your framework. 
If you're in the framework of Yechidim, then you say there's an injustice. If you're looking at it as a justice of Tzibor, then it is just, because this is an evil Tzibor, and he's a part of it. Now, it's, I know it's something bothersome here. Because, yeah, but it's not fair. About what about the individual? Right? Okay. So, so, so let's, let's, let's talk about Noah. Okay? So the Ramban on Noah says as follows. Um, yeah, let me, are there any questions? I know I'm, I've been talking a lot here. I'm still in the middle of development, but is there any question? And I haven't quite said much. Okay, so feel free to ask. Okay, so the Ramban and Noah says like this. Um, the beginning of Noah, he explains a little bit. And he says, he picks up on this thing of the Noah ish tzaddik tamim. So it's like repetitive. He's a tzaddik, a tzaddik tamim. What's tzaddik tamim? There's a repetition. And see the different shown by the voice of interpreting what that means. But what Ramban says, Yazkir Kasav Shalya, this is in Love Test. Yazkir Kasav Shalya, Zakai Vishalim Bitzika. So he was innocent, Zakai Vishalim, and perfect, complete, innocent. Sadik Taman. The Odia, okay, so he's Shalgan, he's going to explain a little bit. But Sadik Taman, he was Zakai, but not just Zakai, Shalim Bitzika. The reason he was fitting to be saved from the marble because he had no onesh whatsoever. Because he was perfect in his righteousness. Okay, that's a tzadik tamim. Because tzadik doesn't necessarily mean you're the biggest tzadik in the world. Tzadik just means like tzadik, it just means relative to this, then you're tzadik. But it's not, that wouldn't have been enough. Just to say that Noah was a tzaddik, that wouldn't have been enough here. For him to be saved in the marble, he needs to be a tzaddik tunnel. But he's not royal onesh klal. Okay? Right. Um, okay. And that's what I think. One second. He says, I'm, I'm skipping a little bit. He says, And since Noah was a tzaddik and he didn't deserve, he wasn't fitting to have any onesh. So, so too his kids were fitting to be saved within his of us. They came along with him, right? Because it would be a punishment to him if you killed his kids, right? He says, oh, alternatively, he was a perfect tzaddik, but they were just regular, like regular tzaddik. Seems like he's not sure. Seems like either he was a tzaddik tamim and they weren't, or they were also tzaddik and not tzaddik tamim. Right? They were just regular tzaddik. Yeah. Okay, so, so, so I think what, so it's, what emerges, seems, is that his kids, that in, what he's saying is if you weren't a tzaddik tamim, if you were just a regular tzaddik, right? Ramban is saying if he was fitting up a little bit of onash, then he would have really been included in the din of the model. Why was he saved? Because he was a tzaddik tamim. Right? And on the surface, it's hard to understand. I mean, let's say he was just a regular tzaddik. Did he deserve to be drowned? Right? Was that his din? I understand that the guy said, well, where was he on these scales? 50-50. If he was a uh, tzaddik, shouldn't that be enough to save him? Right? 
And it seems like it wasn't enough to save his kids. It seems like they were tzaddikim, but not tzaddik talim. And on their own merit, they would have been knocked down. They were fitting for some onesh. Okay, some onesh, but why are they drowned? Why are they killed? It sounds like the Ramban is saying is that it's only a tzaddik tamim, which warrants that he wouldn't get wrapped up in the den of the tzibor. Okay, And I'd like to suggest that the point here is, is that there, there is, as we were saying earlier, there is a din on the tzibor. There's a din on the tzibor here being the world. And everyone's part of the world. They're part of the sons of Noah, they're part of the world. Yes, they have, uh, the world is a sinful world. Noah, the tzaddik tamim, means that he was so differentiated. He had nothing to do with the world. He was totally, absolutely divorced from the whole uh, framework of the world. They were a total rishayim, and he was a tzaddik tamim. He had nothing to do with him. He had no onesh whatsoever. His kids partook of the sins of the world in some level, but not fully, not as bad. Ultimately, were they tzaddik, yes. But they also were sinful in their own way. But in that framework, if, that's, if a person is at that point, then basically they're subsumed by the name of the tzibor. It sounds like it's saying from the Sarban is that in order to be removed from the den of the tzibor, you need to be entirely mufla, entirely separated from the tzibor. But if you're just quantitatively not as bad, well, then the din of, of the tzibor ends up over, overriding the din of the individual. The individual is swept up, just like by the magefa. And there's a shus for the mashkas. It's not mafta, it's not the But if maybe if Aaron is standing in front of the magefa, maybe he's a tzaddik tamim type of person, and he'll take a Torah, and he can stop it. There's, there is such a thing as a person who's entirely outside of the tzipah, as a yachid who's a tzaddik tamim, who, who doesn't, he's not all aluminium, he's not just another person in the tzipah. But if he is a person in the tzipah, they have a lot of zechuyos, and they'll kind of affect the balance. But ultimately, there's a din on the tzipah. And if the din on the tzipah ends up negative, well, then there's a justice to the tzipah. And the individual is part of the tzipah. The tzipah is made up of a lot of individuals, but the din of the tzipah takes priority. Unless an individual extricates himself and is separates himself off, which that's what he's saying. You alone are the only one who is truly fitting to be separated off because you're a tzaddik tamim. And without that, there's no one else like that. But that's a din to Noach that his family is saved as well. That's the chasen to Noach that it would have been onesh to him and he didn't deserve any onesh. So therefore his kids came along to the right. But even, even so, it seems like a faceless point is, even if they were his kids, if they were really Rishana, then it seems like they wouldn't have been able to come along. It's like since they were Tzadikim, right, these minor Tzadikim or whatever, they were enough to be able to, to be spared of the Mabel. In their own right, they weren't deserving of Mabel. And given that there was a boat coming along for Noah, they were able to get on. And, uh, and for Noah's to be able to, to be saved as well. But if they were really Rishana, to the point that they got wrapped up in the the, the marble, the the chayr of the chayr of the chayr of the, the generation to the, the fullest extent they would have been killed. Yeah, weren't. Um, <coughs> I understand what you're saying, but then why in the pasuk again, parents by in the pasuk Aleph, why does it say kiyot chayre in sunny the night by door hazeh? It's it's Hashem is specifically specifying uh, by door hazeh that, that he's part of this generation. 
So why would I conclude that? If I, I hear what you're saying, but then what are you going to yeah. take out of the door of it? No, there's a shot of the Pasuk saying, in this generation, what does that generation mean? Shot means people who are alive in this time. Right? So he's... Yeah, I'm saying there's like this, there's, there's this, there's, you could talk conceptually and you could talk practically. Practically, he's part of the generation. Conceptually, he's not part of the generation. But the shot of the Pasuk is saying is in this generation of all the people that are alive now, you are the only one who is really uh, Zatzavik. Now, you're not really part of the Dar, but I mean, that's the Chiddush. That's, that's like, that's the concept Ramban is pointing out. But the Torah is writing on a plain shot, it's talking to him and saying, in this generation, you're the only one.
you know, and God can take care of them and put right. these over, whatever. Right. Yeah. Many okay. ways to uh, yeah. even the scales. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Are you saying for the sonic that animal dominion? Are you saying that there's another element in justice that the sonic is a separate unit? There's Ibrahim and there's sonic in the where he takes out he like raises the status of his own C1. Um, yeah, I guess that. But, you know, the second way. You know, I guess it's like he's, yeah, like a Tzibor is made up of a lot of individuals. And there's an interplay of all those individuals. And some are better and some are worse. But that's the way a town works. That's the way Tzibor works. But there's a phenomenon of a person who's in a different world entirely. And that person, it's like you can't incorporate. That's the question. What do you do with the contradiction between the author and the Tzibor? It's like ultimately the Tzibor wins. Tzibor is, a, the world is made of Tzibors. And your person exists as part of the Tzibor and functions as part of the Tzibor and they're wrapped up in the Tzibor. Unless you are not part of it. So there's, such a, there's a phenomenon of removing yourself from the Tzibor. But if you don't do that, then you're basically, you're, like, you're one of, you add to the Tzibor of the Tzibor. And there's a larger framework of then on the Tzibor and you could get wrapped up in it. But he was able to set himself apart. You need to be like a mini Tzibor. Okay. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Ram talks about that. Right. If you see that everyone in your world is corrupt, then you should live in a desert. Right? Can't be with the uh, bad seaboard is bad. So if the seaboard is really bad, then you have to be apart from that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So so let, let's go back to Saddam. Okay? Okay. Okay, so, so the question is, I guess, what were Abraham's negotiations, if you will? Arguments by Saddam. Right? Okay. So, so the, remember, the question was, is that, look, you see by the model, they were, uh, they were saved. No, and his sons were saved. So why did did Avram stop at eight? After all, Avram was saying, even if you want to kill the Tzad Rishayim, still you should save the Tzadikim. But that was Avram. Avram, two arguments he said from Rashi. One of them is, their Tzadikim, save everybody. And then even if you want to say, no, can't save the Tzadikim, can't save the Rishayim, so fine, so save the Tzadikim. So then the question was, if that's the case, why did he stop at eight? Maybe there are eight Tzadikim, save them. You see by the marble, he said, it's a deacon, right? Ah. So everything is he sees that by the marble, he really wouldn't have saved it's a deacon. By the marble, he would have really thrown uh, also, he would have also destroyed uh, Noah and his sons. The reason why the marble he saved uh, Noah is based on the Sarban, is because he was a tzaddik Tom. Okay, he was a tzaddik Tom. Now, if there was no tzaddik tamim, then they then would have been on that as well. Right? Would have been on that as well. They would have been all part of the seaborn. So now two possibilities. One is you say is like Avram knew there was no tzaddik tamim as well. Okay, he, he would have known. You know about a tzaddik tamim. Tzaddik tamim isn't just a private guy. I mean, he would have been known. Alternatively, if you don't buy that, it's a pretty strong case. But you know, then maybe he knew, fine, it's Aditanam, he doesn't have to negotiate to say if that's Aditanam, obviously it's Aditanam, isn't going to be incorporated in the dinner, it's not when Hashem says he destroys Adam, obviously he's not going to, he understood enough to know that if he's the author, who's mamish, it's Aditanam, 
then he would be saved. But I think simple shot is there was no there was no tzaddik. You know about tzaddik. Okay, like no, if you know about that was not the case. The question in Sedom was Sedom there was a din on these seaboards, right? And Hashem is saying the Zaka Sedom Amaraki Rabba the Chadasanki Chadam that are very evil, terrible, and I'm going to destroy them. And his initial argument was, "You're telling me they're an evil society, but there is this, an evil society means it's a total evil." But maybe like there's a society which is mixed. Maybe there's a society, maybe the towns of these cities, Stone and Amora, are more evil than they are good. But maybe there are like sub-communities, if you will. Maybe there's a minion of good people, right? Or 50 of them, 10 in each city. But it's saying is like maybe the city, to say that the din is the Tzibor, that the society is evil, I understand that they're all evil or even if 99% of them, but if or whatever, but if there is a million of individuals, again, per city, let's just focus on one city. If there's a million of individuals who are good, so that means that this society, this city, they've got, it's got their two trends. There are two trends in the city. There's a trend of good and there's a trend of evil, right? That, that are you going to destroy? I understand to destroy a city that is entirely evil. It's uh, homogenous. But if you're telling me the city has two groups, maybe one group is much bigger than the other. But there's a Tzibor, a minion, and ten is a group. If there's, a, if there's ten, then basically you're saying the city is split. And yes, it's got more evil than it has good. But at the same time, are you really going to wipe out the city because of the fact that it's, it's a city, which is mixed. Look, everyone's mixed. People are mixed. Cities are mixed. Every city has a good and has bad. So there's two, two parts to it. So his first argument is, so you should save the, save the whole place. The place basically is mixed. You don't just destroy places which are mixed. And even if you argue, yeah, but they're, they're, they're totally polarized. There's Tzadikim and there's Rishayim, and they're totally apart. And it doesn't mean the Rishayim are so bad, and the Tzadikim don't have any of the interaction. They're like totally split apart. So fine, so destroy the, uh, the Rishayim and save the Tzadikim. Right? So either, either you're going to tell me there's this two are like intermixed. There's a mix. And you face this city has potential to create both. You see it creates good, it creates bad. And if you're going to tell me, no, there's so, there's nothing to do with one another. There is no mixture. And fine. So then save the of the tzaddikim. Save them. Separate them apart. But, uh, but why are you going to destroy the entire city? Right? That's his, that's his first argument. Okay, but again, I'm saying he's not talking about uh, a tzaddik tamim. Okay, that's that's the main point. Yeah, there's no tzaddik tamim. He knows there's no tzaddik tamim. Ah, so then Hashem says, "You're right. If the city really had both, then I would save the whole place. If there really were fifty tzaddikim, it means a tiny each city. Then really, I would. And I basically say, there would put them all together in one group. The city is bad and good. Every city is bad and good. There's enough of a of a unit of good which the city produces that I'm not going to destroy city because of that. Right? Okay. So then he argues, what about 45? Right? So this, I think, is a little bit of a side point, but maybe I can explain it a little bit. It's his argument of 45, right? He says that God is 9, nine and then God is the of the Olam, and then he'll, uh, you know. So maybe he means there is that, it just reminded me of that, there's a halacha when by, by a court case. Maybe it reminded other people of this also, but, um, 
by a, a capital case. So you have 23 judges. And you normally then right? You execute judgment based upon the majority. So 12-11. So in theory, 12-11, you should kill a guy. Right? But the Allah is, uh, I forget how the bus goes exactly, but um, Losana. Yeah. Right. So from that Pasuk, Chazal Adorish, I forget how, some word there that basically, in order to punish a, in order to punish him, you need more, more than one. You need. Overwhelming. You need like a, uh, a super majority, if you will. You need, you need more than just just uh, twelve. It means you don't just kill a guy for one vote, one swing vote that could have gone the other way. That's not. That's not right. That's like now it could be. I'm not sure, but I think that's Rahman. Like I'll be then. There's a majority. A majority is uh, majority is uh, it wins. That's it. He's guilty. The Rabbim defines the rope defines the husband. But Hashem is like Marachim. He says, like, on one vote, one vote could have gone the other way. So it could be it's like a similar argument here is that if you tell me you'd save them for 50, now it's a one less, 45. So you save them for 10 per se. Now there's nine per se. I mean, that one person could have swung the other way. It's like that's, it's Hashem is like, the, I don't know exactly what it means, but Hashem's at Tzadik Olam means like Hashem's maintaining the world. And maybe there's a, like a Rachim which is involved in maintaining the world. And if his argument is, is are you really going to let them all die because of, you know, push them like Hashem together with the nine could have treated it like it's done and uh, push it over the edge and uh, through Rathamim, basically treat it like it's done. But that's at least his question. That's his question. Are you going to, that's the way he says it. He says, if there were, well, I don't know, you know so he says, if there were, sorry. Maybe they're just five less. Are you really going to let the whole city die because of five people? Which again, Rashi's framework it means one person, right? So it's five cities, right? So Hashem says, no, Good argument. I would, I would basically give him the benefit of the doubt that one person wouldn't die. Uh, huh? So that argument apparently uh, in a drop. Okay, fine. So then he gets to the four cities and three cities and two cities and one city, right? Okay, so now they get to that question. So why did he stop at 10? Right? Why didn't he do eight? Right? You see, so he said, so he said, look, because eight didn't work. So this is what you mean, but you see, eight did work. Right? Okay. And this is a little sticky. Okay, but uh, so the basic thing I'd like to say here is that eight didn't work. If there were only eight, if not for Noah, if not for the Tzadik Taman, they wouldn't have been saved. And not only that, is that See, what would happen? I guess this is a question. It's like, what would happen if the cities, his argument was, is that the city would have like two subgroups, right? And if there were two subgroups, the, then the argument would be is like, you have a minion. And then you'd be able to say like, everyone, so to speak, there'd be two seaboards. And then everyone would have to, so to speak, declare their allegiance or Hashem would determine which, which subgroup people fall into. But if you don't have enough, if you don't have a minion, basically it's saying is you need a minion to a big enough group to say that there are two trends in the city, right? And it's saying is that just from eight isn't enough to create a subgroup unto itself. Eight basically, just like a yachid could be swept away by the, by the seaborne, 
an individual, uh, two or three or four or five up, eight could be so far. And it could be his argument is, is that you see Noah and his family, there was this group, if you will, but it didn't create, like, um, like again, not everyone in the Dara Mabal was equally raw. There were other people, I'm sure, who were all, all along the spectrum. But you see, it didn't create like another uh, a table full of everybody who partakes of any, any sickness uh, that went on to the table. That it was, the Hatzalah was limited to Noah and his kids. But if it were the case that there were eight would be enough to create a subgroup, then you would have had other people also in the Dar who were, you know, on their own, but, you know, not worthy as individuals of destruction, but basically would have been able to tag along. But you see, like, the fact that the Hatzalah of the Mabal was limited, it did not create another group, it just had Noah and his immediate family, it indicates that eight isn't enough to create, like, another group, to create, to split the world into two tzibors. That's his argument. His argument here is that you should split Sodom into two tzibors. And and I guess I'm arguing is that it's, if there were 10 Sadiqim, then you basically have Sodom partakes of different groups. And then maybe those, then you'd be able to get other people along also. You'd have other people who would be come, come along with it. You'd basically have a split society. And you'd, some people would be on this group and some people would be on that group. But it's saying 10 would do that. But 8 does not do that. 8 only saved them and them all. So, so 10 would do that, but um, 8 would only work with their designation. Uh, yes. Yeah, but I'm saying more than that. What's that? Yeah, it's through the mega. Right. Right. But but I'm saying, but yeah, but it's not so simple because what I'm saying is that it did save Noah's sons. Right. It did save them. So, so what I'm, I'm trying to argue is like this, is that it, when he says like the world was Hamas, it doesn't mean that every single person in the world besides Noah and his sons was evil. Russia, uh, to the point that he deserved individually Clea. means that the Tzibor deserved Clea, and the Tzibor on the scales was more evil, and therefore he destroyed, he destroyed the Tzibor. So that's really is like an is, uh, about the Tzadikim, right. and that's going to stop Tzadikim. Right. So what's the difference between you know, praying for the Tzadikim versus the Tzadikim? Okay. How did he... It wasn't a Tzadikim, and a Tzadikim. Okay. The Tzadikim, I'm saying there's no Tzadikim. If there's a Tzadikim, he, he doesn't need to pray for a Tzadikim. He knew there's no Tzadikim, or he doesn't need to pray for a Tzadikim. He's asking to spare the cities, or at the very least to split the cities and to destroy the Rishan group of the city and save the Sadiqim group of the city. And he held that if there were 10 Sadiqim, 10 people who are like leaders who are Sadiqim, that would be enough to split the city into two halves and to say, save the good parts. Is either there a Sibra of Sadiqim or there was a Gnawan? Yeah, he says, like, an individual tzaddikim, he's saying it's not enough. That I could see. Individual tzaddikim is not enough to create a split. To split, to split the thing. Is, even even if not, then they'd be all up to the minion of the tzibor. So, yes, yeah, so my question is, like, so what's the difference between individual tzaddikim and tzaddikim? What, like, what's the difference between 
So Yisaitan has nothing to do with the world. He's totally separated off from the world. So he's not all to the group. But a regular tzaddik, he's part of the world. And he makes the balance. Changes the shifts to the balance, but he's not, he's still part of the world. Is that, is that, is that better than the time? No, that's worse. It's worse. Right. Yeah, yes, Tony. Were you saying like there's the deacon and then there's like regular people who are kind of Right, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. It's like if there are, if there is a, a, a group of tzaddikim, then basically you're saying is a mini of tzaddikim. Then you're saying is this town basically would have, you know, two, there'd be two camps. And then everyone would be able to pick where they go. And then there'd be other people who could be able to come along. You need to have like a, a basic foundation of 10 tzaddikim. And if that were the case, then when I'm saying is tzaddikim, he really means real tzaddikim. And if there were 10 tzaddikim, then you'd have other people who'd be able to jump or come along. But that's also saying there is nothing like that. And without that, then basically the the city as a whole is evil. Now, again, you might be an individual like Lo could be saved or whatever, but the city as a, as a whole, there's no subgroup of Tikkas. And eight isn't enough to create a subgroup. And didn't buy the model. The model, it only saved those eight. It didn't create a, a subgroup. Yeah. No, it's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, apparently it means it has the potential to create. There's a seaboard. Then is a seaboard. So it means there's two seaboards in this town. So it might be small, but it means there's two seaboards. So now you could say, see, who will basically? You could have then. Then I'm saying Shemzin would have basically wiped out the evil seaboard. Anyone who he knew would be able to join up with a good seaboard would have been able to be saved. We need a seaboard. Once there's a seaboard, then that could uh, be a force of. Uh, that's that, then you say the this, this city itself has split. Are you saying that specifically as opposed to that the city wouldn't be destroyed at all? Oh, well, that's also true. I mean, that, that was what I'm saying. There's two possibilities. It seems like Hashem said you're right. Then the, the, the city as a whole would have, would have been destroyed. It seems that way, right? Because Hashem told him that the city is all right. It's true. Right. I mean, that's true. I mean, that's even better. I mean, he's saying is that Hashem said, if there were 50, I wouldn't do it, right? So by that logic, if there were eight, if there were 10, by Noah, he wouldn't do it. That's maybe a better answer. Right, well, they're speaking, it means the city has two parts, two, two parts to it. And then Hashem saying, if it had two parts, I would say that. So, um, so why didn't you say the world by now? The model had two parts. But apparently that's not two parts. Eight isn't another part. Right, that's true. Yeah, I have to think about it. There's two answers flowing around. So, yeah, I think I like that about it. And so Hashem said, I wouldn't destroy the whole city. I'd save the whole city for 50. So apparently if there's a subgroup, you save the whole city. So then apparently if there were, so why didn't you save the whole world? Apparently eight isn't enough. Yeah, okay. Good, yeah. Oh, they can't unmute? Oh, no. Those not like this unmute. Is that intentional? No. Um, I don't know how to change that. Though. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Um, 
Is anyone um, a big fan of know how to do this exactly? Uh, without participants. Oh, wait, I think I got it. Mute all. Oh, allow. Okay, here we go. Okay, how does that? Question anybody? I think you should be able to unmute yourself now. Would you say that's part of this rock or this rock? What? Oh, it's two seaboards? It sounds like, uh, I don't know. I mean, to save them, it sounds like I'm saying that wouldn't be much fun. If there's mamish, if there's a subgroup of of, uh, seaboard, two seaboards, then it wouldn't be then to destroy that. I'm not sure. It sounds like he also has an argument is, are you going to destroy the whole, you know, you can destroy the whole city, that might be Rahman, that if there were two of them, then he'd save the whole thing. Right? But to save the tzaddikim, to kill a tzibor tzaddikim, it sounds like he's saying that's not much fun. But I'm not sure. If you say if they're both, so then why, I would think that's Rahman's voice, at least, uh, but I'm not sure. Good question. Why would you have, like, the whole... And the whole world is Right. This one's saying is that that the world is like the the idea of a framework of Seabor is like the world is built of Tibors. And like a Tibor has the potential to, a Tibor of Tzikos could grow more Tzikos. When you have like an individual, let's like say the primacy of the Tibor of Yachad is because the world has built impacts the world. Like groups impact the world. And the, the world is built out of communities. So if you have two groups, then you're saying is that in the framework of Tibor, they're a good Tibor. Like in Ozeb is a Yachid, you say the framework of Tzibor takes precedence over the framework of Yachid because the world is more primarily built out of Yachid. But if you have two Tzibors, so now why, why are they being thrown, why are they being destroyed? Because there's another Tzibor. Right. Because they're split. Like individuals, and then you have cities, and you have the worlds. Right. So there's only one world, the world is evil. And there's 10 people in the world, they're just like maybe a master and a demon. Right. But the world is made of demons. So then you have like contradictions between the higher level and the lower level. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. But it seems like it seems like a yachid is a mere yachid. And a tibor, you don't I mean that's argument Adam's argument this idea or no, I don't know. Whether whether a punishment that comes from Jemayim to 
to destroy the entire thing. It's effectuation. In other words, even if the Medinos themselves is not enough to create a punishment to effectuate a punishment, but the world is on the world, but if the world as a whole is, or the other way around. I mean, that's just... That's but you're saying, to ask you guys what you're saying, that by the marble, maybe the reason why it wasn't enough, maybe really it is, it's sub Tibor. It's big enough. But the thing is, there it was the whole world. So in the world, you can't have sub is not enough to save the world. And maybe eight is enough for sub Tibor to save, to split the, tibor, the, the city into two cities. Good question. We know that. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess I'm saying that maybe there would have been a model, but I don't know. But I'm saying based upon the argument is there would have been a split, not just uh, 10 people on the boat, but basically then you would say the world has two groups and then Hashem would have saved those 10, but you also anyone who would have been able to join up with them. It wouldn't have been limited just to those individuals. Then you'd say that there's two trends in the world and the people who would basically be irrevocably on the evil trend would be there, but then the people who would be able to join up with the tzaddikim would be would join up with the tzaddikim. So I don't know if, if Mabu would have been the method of choice, but I don't know, maybe then it would have been a Stamanamara type of thing. Or, But since there was no subgroup of tzaddikim, so then he just saved the individuals. You're saying if Noah was successful in getting the people there to Yeshua, was it just that one town or that world had to say? I don't know. It's hard to, uh, yeah. So the priest was in it, that Mara knew that um, the 80 people in the Teva wasn't doing anything about the separate people, I guess. Uh, you're saying because it would have been then a more vanity type. Right, right. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. There must have been the whole Malafa Hamas. Doesn't mean every single person was a pity of people. Right. But there were Bain and them. Right. I guess the Bain and right. Then Bain and them should have been able to join up with Noah. But the fact is that there weren't, apparently, there wasn't a Tzibor. When you have a Tzibor of Tzadikim, then the Bain could come along for the right. But there was no Tzibor of Tzadikim, and then you just left with the isolated Tzadik Tamim or Yifit. Would it have to be that like they know each other? Like, and it's funny question, I guess, but like, we'll talk about teamwork here. Yeah, I don't know, that's a good question. Probably not the same thing we Maybe, maybe that potential to meet up. Maybe you destroy the bed and then you'll be left with them, and then you meet up after that. Just walking to each other. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, the harsh yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. That's a different question. Yeah. Yeah, I once had a shot about that. That's a different question. But uh, I once I want to say something like the rainbow is going to remind people that if the world gets that bad, they'll be destroyed and that collective memory will prevent them from getting that bad. Something like that. But that's a short, short answer. Huh? You could say that one.
Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a different, I don't think it's, it's a good question, but it's separate, separate. Yeah. So, so the idea that the, um, the justice is the collective override the justice individual, so is that work the other way? If the Tibor is preserving to exist, the individual deserves to die, and he won't die because it's part of the Tibor? Well, it could be that shot in the glaciation of the You know, like you, you know, on your own, you aren't necessarily deserving, but because you're part of the collective of the Tibor, of Israel, you're part of that. So should the individual die now or say, no, the is part of the Well, you still have. 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 You Right. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Could ask the Shah Nikras Mahama says that he sets himself apart from the Tibor and he doesn't partake of that. You know, a real Rasha separates himself from the Tibor. Yeah, but it's a good question. And now, you know, this is, uh, I see apparently this is uh, obviously it's a big area, so I'm, uh, I'm just trying. <laughs> But there, there are a lot of questions. I, you know, hopefully I'm contributing something here, but uh, I realize I'm not answering everything. And obviously, you know, maybe it's too big, a too big a topic. But yeah, yeah you have this uh, two different groups. You don't have the side came in, not, and so we do see that these people are kind of they don't need to we assume that they're going to be side king. Is that something out of like out of the unraveling, or there is some assumption that people are going to try to will end up gravitating? Um, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is that that the idea of throwing everybody under the Tibor is if there's one Tibor and the Tibor is Ra, then the individuals are included under that. But if there are two Tibors, then it depends on the, the people. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not sure people in the middle, but then there are people who would be, be able to be drawn in by the Tibor. But it's like the reason why the world is being destroyed in Noah and Noah and by Saddam is because there are no two Tibors. Once there are two Tibors, then at the very least that Tibor will be saved. And then anyone who would be able to be part of it, let's say they're not necessarily going to get wrapped up by the den of the other Tibor. Because they're, you know, they're able to, you know, Hashem's Mishra, would determine who aligns himself with that Tibor. I'm not saying every Vandy would go that way, but then basically there's a split. If there's a split, then why are you throwing everybody together with Rajan? But if you're saying there is no split, if there's no two Tibors, then it's saying, okay, the Abraham just comes under the den of one Tibor. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's move on. Okay. Again, there, there are outstanding questions. Uh, uh, but at the same time, let's move on. So, uh, okay. so remember the part of the question by Korach was it's saying is, Machlokas is so great 
because it leads to even um, even babies being killed, right? And the Bezen Shamata only kills when you bar mitzvah. And the Bezen Shamayla only kills when you're 20. But Machlokas, Machlokas is so great. So the question is, what does it mean, Machlokas is so great? So, so I want to say, based on this whole framework here, is that it's not shot that Machlokas is the worst of Eero in the whole world, quantitatively. It's so bad. Because who cares how bad it is? It doesn't matter. It's still a Bezen, even Hashem's Bezen doesn't punish until you're 20. So what's the difference? But I want to say is like there's a difference here between a mishpat of Yichidim and a mishpat of Tzibah. Saying is that when you're being judged as an individual, so then the judgment is, is did you decide? Well, it's like, well, you're taking the person. If he's not bar mitzvah, you say, look, you didn't have a choice. So why are you judging as an individual? You didn't, you didn't have Bechira yet. He's a kid. And even if he's until 20, you say, look, Hashem gives him a chance. He doesn't 20. He's not at a certain level of maturity or whatever that Hashem's not going to judge him. He's not going to cut him off unless he's uh, reached 20. But that, that's like a measure of the person and his ability to decide and his ability to see the bigger picture of the world and to make decisions. But see, Machlokas, it's not that Machlokas is a terrible Avera that makes you a very bad Yachid. But what, see, the problem with Machlokas is, as anyone who's been involved in or witnessed or seen Machloksim, Machloksim are polarizing. They create groups. They become two teams. Right? Are you part of this team or are you part of that team? Are you part of the Adas Korach? Are you with them or are you without them? And like, like we've seen, for instance, in politics, nowadays, the whole world, kids are fighting. Uh, you can be, there's no age limit on whether you like Trump or you don't like Trump. doesn't matter. Every kid, everything. It's like Machlokas creates a polarization where everyone becomes part of a group. And the din on Korah was on the Adas Korach. There was his group. And that's part of what's terrible about Machlokas is that it, it forces everybody to define themselves based upon where they stand in the Machlokas and it prevents them from being chidam. So the din on the Adas Korah targeted his whole family, his whole, his wife, his children. Uh, they weren't, not that they were judges individuals because they're, they're babies and uh, who said the wives are guilty. What it's saying is the din plus the Machlokas created has the power to polarize and to create groups like that. So now the, the, the women and the children became nechlal under the group of the Anaskara. But if you just had a particular, uh, the Mekoshish hates him or whatever, I don't know, he does a particular Beira. Once you're going to say, he gets kind of me, what does it do with his family? Why you got his family? He didn't do that Beira. But it's like, that's, that's when you're dealing with the Chay, which remains in the level of Yahad. But I'm saying the, the kasha of machlokas is that it, it causes there to be these groups, and now there ends up becoming a din on the adas korach. And the adas korach includes everybody who's part of it. So Hashem saying to the Jews, separate away from the adas korach and uh, don't touch everything. Which, and it's, it's like caused there to be a split. But apparently the family, the wives and the children and the babies, they were all part of adas korach. And Hashem had to wipe out Adas Korach because the Korach created this Machlokas and it was a threat to the whole Kali Israel. And now the din against the, the, the Tzibor, against this, this Tzibor of Korach, the Adas Korach, ended up wiping out his entire, his community had to be wiped out. You couldn't leave a vestige of the baby Korachs who would then emerge. They were part of the Tzibor. They're, they're identified with Adas Korach and the Eda as a whole, the Tzibor had to be wiped out. So that's what saying is pointing out is like, Different sins 
or have different capacities to you know, become communal and to attach you to an evil community. And the Machlokas says that, that's what Rashi is pointing out, this, the pitch against Machlokas, is it, it, it undermines people's individuality and it could cause you to become part of a din, of a group. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you were if you were part of them, then I understand. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's good. Good. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, I'm not. Maybe, maybe that's true. Yeah, I'm not necessarily saying that, but I think that's true. I'm saying is the mishpat is on the table, and the Ada is being wiped out. But I think ultimately that's why that's why you have to write about the Ada is because you have to prevent it from. Uh, like that's what the Ramam says by the um, He says by Losachaya Kalan Shama. Says by Kananim. So we have to destroy everyone, the Shavomos, even the women and children. And he says the Pasuk right after it says that, it says, so that you won't learn from their evil ways. Right? So he says it's only because we only go to such an extreme by the by Canaan, because if we leave them in Eretz Yisrael, then we're going to end up. So it's like that's right after the positive. So it's like the reason why we have to wipe out an evil tzibor is because if you leave parts of the evil tzibor alone, the tzibor is going to continue. And the, the mishpah, the din, has to be is against the tzibor. And that's, they're part of the tzibor. But I guess this one, there's like two things. One is like, they are part of the tzibor. Now, just because they're part of the tzibor doesn't necessarily mean you have to go at, you know, go after every single one. You know what I'm saying? But that, if you leave them alone, then they will, will fast. But I think in terms of the din, I'm saying it's like they are, there is a din on the Tibor. And they're part of the Tibor. Yeah. You see, even it goes as far as their possessions also. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. Right. You have to wipe it out totally. Right. Yeah, no souvenirs. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's good. They separate themselves off. Yeah, you're right. That's good. Right, but if they feed them, they separate themselves off. And, uh, and again, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, okay, so uh, as you see, this is a tough area, but I, I think that to take us on a, so I, what I would think is to go get, to go further, if one would want to pursue this, and maybe I will at some other point, is there's the parshas in the Torah, halachas, built upon these types of principles, and to see how they pan out in the halachic system, might be uh, informative. Like I looked a little bit into Yerani Dachas, you know, things like this, where we kill the whole city, the win- the, but it's a funny split. You look into this on your own, but the women of the, of the city, the, the, the women of the people who do about the Zara, the women and children are also killed, but men or families, I guess, who separate, who don't, who separate themselves off, they're not killed. 
that the tzaddikim of the Arnacha. So you have this type of a split where you have the tzibor, you have the women and children come along with the tzibor, but you could also have the tzaddikim of the city who set, set themselves apart from it. So that's also like a collective, a group tzibor, a sin of the tzibor, but you have individuals who set themselves apart. And also, again, it's shaykh to look into, you see, by these wars, by Shiva Omas and by Amalek, or also has a lot of you ask to do tshuva, you give anyone an opportunity to run away from the city or to do tshuva. So we allow individuals to set themselves off from the tzibor. So, uh, so, but again, it's, this is just superficial reading of some novels, but, you know, it might be helpful to really look into these mitzvahs more deeply. And again, on a practical level, obviously these are much more complicated than Tashmonos, but I do think it's, the, the point is like when you have a war, this is my other point, is that wars are between societies. Wars are not between individuals. Like again, the world is made up of individuals, but it's made up of societies. And wars are fought I mean, there's such a thing as individual wars, battles, but the wars are between societies. There's a Daskal Rakh and there's whatever. There's the Palestinians and there's the Israelis. It's not a war between Avraham and Muhammad or individuals. It's a war between the societies. And it seems that, like, the primary way of thinking about it is, like, you have a, the decision is there's, a, there's, an, there's an evil society and a just society. And if the if the if the society are throwing rockets at the Israel and preventing the society from living, then we have the right to defend our society. And I, there might be individuals who are innocent, right? Well, you could argue whether they are or they are. Some want to say, well, they're also bad. And, but I'm saying for that. I'm saying the framework of mishpat or the framework of when you're dealing with a a battle between seaboards the individuals are nachlal into the tzibor. And there's a primacy of the tzibor where, so to speak, just like Midas Hashem is not Mavcham inside of the Rasha, there's, there's a legitimacy to saying is that we have to, we have to, there's a war, there's a tzibor which is throwing rockets and we have to stop the tzibor. Now, that might involve an individual who comes along as collateral damage, but that's, I'm suggesting that it would come under the justice. I'm saying it's not an injustice. You could argue it's an injustice if you look in the framework of Yafet. I'm saying the way to handle when you're dealing with when you deal with individual discussions or battles, then the framework of justice is individuals. If you deal with communal battles, then the framework of justice is the framework of seaborns. Now, well, one last point is that 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 mishpat is one framework of Maisyashan. But the, like the, the question, Ram says, a person is more of a rose, he dies immediately. But we said he doesn't. It doesn't really happen that way. I think Hashem judges the world with Rachman as well. As Raman points out, the, the Yudgim Omidos, there's 12 of them which have uh, Rachman, only one of them, look at Alvaros, has, uh, has been. So there's a primacy in a certain sense of Midas Rachman. So I think that there's, and I know there's some questions about it, it's not clear the interplay, but if, I think the, dis- the discussion today was largely about the framework of Den, but it's like the Simon of Kaisral that we're uh, Rahmanim and Hashem is Malay Rahmanim. And any, any, involved, any discussion, the Kaisral are Rahmanim and there's a Rahmanim of Rahmanim Kalmasov. So any discussion of these things is uh, that it has to be balanced. There's a whole other study of Mitz Rahmanim of the Kodesh Barco. And um, to actually you know, make these types of decisions as a leader, one has to balance not just Mishpat and say it's just, but what about Rachman? And is there, how do, how do you have the interplay of those two? And that's like, 
the Ram says that's why Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem for the Yudim Yisrachim, he needed to lead the people. So he needed to know the proper way to lead him. That was the, see, through seeing the Maisei Hashem, which was Yudim Yisrachim, that was part of how to lead. So decisions, the real decisions about these issues don't involve only study of Mishpah. But they also study of the Rachman and of the interplay between those two. So I think in Perak Gimel, the Rambam is describing Midas Adem. Because when you study Midas Akash Baruch, you, you kind of have to isolate them. You study then and then and then. And that's the kind of discussion here is then. But there's a whole other framework of studying Rachman and the great Rachman of Akash Baruch and the interplay of those two, which is again a whole bigger, bigger topic. All right. They're still muted? Who's doing that? Mute all. Allow mute persons to unmute themselves. Mute all. Okay, is anyone able to unmute? I don't know. It's, it seems to me like they should be allowed to unmute themselves. Oh, unmute themselves. Oh, Leslie has a question. Okay. Yes. Oh, finally. Off your mute. Finally. Yes, well... It all, it's making my question all the better. What can I tell you? Okay. Um, um, if that's um, the way that, you know, justice works by a, an Ada, then how come Korach and his Ada did not get the same punishment? Korach got one punishment. And that's a question what Korach got. Right? It's not clear what Korach got. He's saying it's not obvious whether he got uh, one or the other. Both the next day, but he got both, or he got Machlokas, which one he got? Yeah, I don't know. There, there are two, there are two, there are two Edos. There was Korach, Dosan, Biram, and then there was 250 people with uh, fire pans. Right. Uh, I'm not sure how what Korach got. On the Magefa, and there's also Magefa, another position. So it's a, it's a good question what Korach ended up getting. I, I mean, but I'm saying, I'm just asking insofar as the way you set up. In other words, a, a congregation at Seabor, it, w- it would seem to me that they should all get the same yeah. punishment. Yeah, seems so. It would seem so. But maybe he did, and maybe he didn't fit for some other reason. But I'm not sure what it is. Some say he was swallowed up or not. Is that a position they were? Claim shops, they sound like it, no? He used to get that sense that he was, but that? Korach, yeah. You get the sense that Dustin and Raviram and Korach were the same. But yeah. not the two <laughs> Yeah, but you know, like even when groups, there are subgroups and there are differences within the groups. And I mean, that's, that's uh, Mishpat Hashem is very complex. And I, I don't know. It's a good question, but uh, it's an uh, area of study in its own right. I thank you. Yeah. All right. Okay, everybody. Have a good one.